Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. Today is Palm Sunday, and we hear from the Reverend Phil Burchard as he preaches from the lectionary, which this week was Matthew 21, verses 1 to 11. As always, you can find more sermons or information about All Souls on our homepage, which is allsoulsparish.org. This week I've been wondering how Jesus was feeling that day as he was getting onto that colt. Was he anxious? Was he excited? Was he scared? What was he hoping for? What was he dreading? Does Jesus know everything that's going to happen? What was he doing that Sunday on a, on a foal of a donkey? Even though we have four Gospels that tell the story of Jesus in uh, different ways, especially that last week in Jerusalem, this part of the story is remarkably consistent. Jesus entering the holy city on a colt that had never been ridden. Why? Why did we capture this detail? Well, nearly 20 years ago, the biblical scholars John Dominic Crossan and Marcus Borg wrote a book called The Last Week. And it was about the last week, Jesus' final days in Jerusalem. And in it, they describe two processions that likely took place in Jerusalem on that day. One procession entered from the west, and it was an imperial procession of power and might and splendor. The Roman governor, Pontius Pilate, was entering Jerusalem for the Passover, and he likely sat astride a massive war horse accompanied by the might of the Roman cavalry. And there was another procession that day from the east, from the Mount of Olives, and it was a very different procession. There was no armor There was no pomp. There was just a teacher on a young donkey. But unlike the military procession of shock and awe, this procession was full of song and shouts. What on earth was Jesus doing? The mode of transportation that Jesus chose wasn't just showing Jerusalem what a humble guy he was. It's a move that he has clearly scripted before. And he is drawing on a prophetic tradition, specifically that text we heard from Zechariah. By riding into Jerusalem on that colt, amidst all those palm branches, 
Jesus was using the power of symbol to expose the empire for what it was and for what it is. And I believe that Jesus knew what that exposure would bring. You don't expose coercive power without an attendant response. So what Jesus was doing publicly and at great risk is showing the world the kind of king that he was going to be. And this act begins the last week of the story of triumph, one in which power does not emerge from violence. And this week I've also been wondering how those crowds of people were feeling. Some of them had likely been following Jesus for years from the backwaters of the Galilee, and now finally Jesus has reached the pinnacle, Jerusalem. And I'd imagine that many of the people there that day were ecstatic. They were bursting with pride. They were delirious with hope. This teacher had healed so many people, had brought to the table those who had been cast aside, and now is entering the holy city in great triumph. But I wonder, does the crowd know what's going to happen next? I mean, they've been warned by Jesus what happens to the prophets. And there is no doubt the iron grip that the Roman Empire tries to maintain on this city. So somewhere they have to know. But the hope that this teacher inspires, the healing that flows from his hands, and so they cannot help themselves. These shouts, these songs, the, the branches of palm, the cloaks thrown down before him. But what are they doing? My sense is that these crowds are participating in something that is much larger than themselves. Something that they hope may finally change their world. That finally the anointed one will drive out the Romans. And I believe that they are uh, responding with their bodies in ways that they can't quite fully articulate. That they don't entirely know what they are doing, but they know that it's important. And as we gather here today and this week, it's my sense that we don't entirely know either. Which has me wondering how we are feeling as we approach this Palm Sunday on the precipice 
of what we know as Holy Week. What are some of the feeling words for those of us gathered here today? Really, how are you feeling today? Perplexed? What was that? Awkward? Scared? Expectant? Broken? Anxious? Inadequate? Grateful? The thing about Holy Week, the thing about Palm Sunday, all this, is that we have a a way of walking that can hold all of this. And it's why we take these steps separated in time by thousands of years and separated in place by thousands of miles to hold all these feelings and bring them attempting to answer the same question that the city of Jerusalem was asking those crowds of followers as they crested into the city thousands of years ago. And the question that they asked was, who is this? Who is this? And coming close to this question of who is this Jesus, bringing all of these feelings, is why we gather today. That's why we do this. That's why we're here on Sunday and on Thursday and on Friday and on Saturday and on Sunday. It's why we pour unbelievable amounts of our time and attention doing Holy Week to answer this question, who is this? Now, these days aren't about duty. They shouldn't be about obligation, but instead about a need to keep asking this question and using our bodies to trace the steps of the Christ. We trace these steps, we enact these ancient stories, these stories of triumph and intimacy and betrayal and heartache and loyalty and love because there are some truths in life that run so deep that in order to come close to them, We have to marry word and action, song and story together. And that's what we're doing here. We are here this week to remember and to remain. To remember with our bodies and when the crowds leave him today to remain with him all the way to the end.